When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. All right, it's an emergency edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's Matt and Todd with you on a Monday, November 6th, the day that uh, will go down in the history books for this organization as the Guardians, Todd, have a new manager, Stephen Vogt, who was like just playing, it seems like, last week. Longtime Oakland A's catcher wins the job. I I mean, I'm not doing backflips. I'm not like, yes, Vogt. Like uh, what? What are the guardians uh, posted on social media? We we stand with vote. Or we believe in vote. I don't know what that means. Well, but... that that's that's the the uh, we believe in Stephen vote was the was the chant. What at the end of his playing career when he was in Oakland? That's what they used to chant. We believe uh, in Stephen vote. In fact, if you go to breakingtea.com slash dairy and you typed in Stephen Vote, you would see the We Believe in Stephen Vote t-shirt that they're selling. I've already reached out to Jamie at Breaking Tea and saying, can we get this shirt reprinted in red, white, and blue? And I got a nice <laughs> thumbs up. So really? you can be seeing that soon on breakingtea.com slash dairy. All right. I mean, I don't know. Just I'm one step ahead, question. baby. What's that? <laughs> I'm always one step ahead, baby. Yeah, you are. I I appreciate that. I mean, I'm you know it's a it's a Monday. I just spent the weekend at a fraternity house, so it's like I, you know at, at age fifty, it doesn't. It's not like it used to be. And but, these Mondays are rough to begin with. <laughs> That's right, Richard. But uh, <laughs> here's where I'm at with it. I, I'm not. I don't love it, and I don't hate it. Like I hate to be on the fence here, but I was rooting for Craig Council because Craig Council, quite honestly, is one of the best managers in baseball. He's been around for nine years. And he's a, he's somebody that three teams are all bidding on and we're hiring a guy that has no experience. So, but he's very liked in the, around the, around the sport. And it's, it's obvious that he's ready to do this uh, as a former catcher. I like that. And I think that that'll help somebody like Bo Naylor, but I'm kind of in the middle here. I'm not going nuts, but I'm, I'm also glad they didn't just hire Sandy Alomar or, or, or DeMarlo Hale. They went a little bit out of the box here, which I don't mind. I like it from a couple of uh, different standpoints. Number one, where Tito uh, Francona excelled always, his number one skill was relating to the players and getting these guys to play hard for them. And being an ex-player, um, you know, obviously carries cachet, and most managers are ex-players at this point. Now you've got someone in Stephen Vote who – Everything that you read and you hear was that he was a all-time great teammate. Everyone loved him that ever worked with him. I mean, there there was a video that was floating around this morning uh, showing that it, on his last day, 
of his career, he was in the uh, bullpen blocking balls in the dirt yeah. to help, you know, the younger catchers. Yeah. And that Dallas, this Dallas is a guy. That. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Dallas Braden, who was the, you know, his Oakland um, announcer and, and has, was a teammate of his swears by him. Um, and the, the ability to communicate right now is so important and goes so far. So I think that's a big plus. Also, you know, a younger guy is more analytically inclined, which I like. Now, I'm not one of these, you got to be, you know, going by the binder, the binder, the binder, and it's got to be, you know, everything. You got to have some feel, but this is a guy who recently played, and I think will have a nice balance between analytics um, and gut feel, which I also, you know, again, everything that you read is that he is going to be this type of guy. And also, you know, I don't know if you read these quotes or not uh, from Chris Antonetti, but I, I, I really enjoyed them. I mean, as we know, Antonetti and, and Chernoff are big, uh, you know, they, they sit, they, they, they tell like you the nothing. Culture. Yes. Yes. But they tell you nothing by design and they're really good at word salads and telling you nothing. But here, here's the quotes from uh, Chris Antonetti. Steven earned a reputation as one of the best teammates in the game across his 16 year career as a player. He played 11 years, by the way, in the majors. And we've greatly enjoyed the opportunity to get to know him over the past several weeks. Steven has thought critically about the type of leader and manager he wants to be. His deep care for others, his ability to build meaningful relationships with those around him, and his open-mindedness and curiosity makes him an ideal fit to lead our club moving forward. We couldn't be more excited to partner with Steven. The last sentence, we couldn't be more excited to partner with Steven, I think is a very big thing because as you know, our front office here in Cleveland is a collaboration of voices. And I think that they were looking for somebody who could fit that mold and not have a, this is the way I'm going to do it. Uh, and if you don't like it tough, Tito was very collaborative with them, but he was also Tito. So he got a little bit more of a leash uh, on certain things. Uh, but that said, you hear that last year Tito wanted Bo Naylor from the beginning and the front office didn't. So you never know. But with all that said, I like that he is going to be a younger collaborative voice in the clubhouse, someone that the players will respect because the majority of these players on the team know him from his career, which ended at the end of 2022 with a home run in his last at bat where his kids announced him coming to the plate the last time. So I'm, I'm on board with it. I, know that you're kind of on the fence. I like it. Craig Council would have been the all-time home run, not all-time, but would have been the home run higher because of his track record. But I don't mind going to a first-timer and seeing where we go here. We just had the same guy for 11 years. No, so I, I, I know, and, and and that's the way baseball has gone, and I'm glad. And look, our, our job, I think, compared to some of the other jobs, was uh, was, was pretty good. Um, the Giants seem to be a bit of a mess. I don't know what went on with Kapler. The Angels are a complete joke. Um, I might be hiring Buck Showalter for the 500th time. Uh, the Mets job, I don't trust that owner. I know that, you know, I don't know what they do besides just write checks. Um, so not that I don't want the Guardians to write checks, because I do. I would like to see them go get us some corner outfielders, and we could have the greatest guy in the world in Stephen Vogt, but if he's trotting out Miles Straw again opening day, 
you can count me out. Um, but <laughs> say that again. There it is. <laughs> true. But on the other hand, um, I think what some fans will say, and we, this is why we do this show, is because we listen to the fans, and, and we have some fans that 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 like the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. But the bottom line is just a few. <laughs> is is that Craig? K- it's it's the same every time, right? Oh, we were in on Matt Olson. We were right there. Didn't get him. Oh, Sean Murphy. We were right there. We made an offer to Jose Abreu. We came in second. So now what's going to happen is with Craig Council, he's either going to go back to Milwaukee, which that's a bizarre scene in itself. Do they want him or not? Or he's going to take the money and go to the Mets. And then people will say, well, Guardians came in third. I'd like to come in first. Okay. Now, on the other side of that, Craig Council's from Minnesota, from Wisconsin. He lives there full time year round. He's been managing there for, I don't know, how, was it nine, nine years, years, 10 years? Yeah, nine, nine years. years. Yeah. And um, he's familiar with what's going on in that organization. Now they have a new general manager. So that may have changed him there. Also, the Mets can pay him and make him the most you know, the, the, the highest paid manager manager in the game and have a giant payroll. And maybe he's like, all right, I've done this Midwest thing for a while. Let's see what the big market's about. And you can't compete with staying at home versus getting paid to be the richest manager in baseball. I don't know where, because as we all know, the guardians aren't ponying up and competing with Stephen Cohen when it comes to cash. So when it comes down to like if 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 Milwaukee, let's say hypothetically Milwaukee fired him and he did not want to go back there, I think we would have had a legitimate shot. But I think the Milwaukee thing is hanging out there and it's his home and it's what he knows. And it's basically like, how much money can I get? I think he's just using the Mets as leverage personally. Could be, but you see my point. My yes, yeah, it's a very valid point. And this happens all the time. And I'm tired of it happening all the time. I'd like to finish first when it's. When hey, we finished first for Josh happy. Bell. What's that? How'd that turn? How'd that turn out? <laughs> I just saw he uh, exercised his option for next year. Real surprised. He he uh, exercised his option. That's about as surprising as uh, as uh, you know, uh, the 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 executive producer uh, defending the uh, Michigan Wolverines during the uh, well, during the ongoing scandal. Come on. God, uh, it's nothing. It's just a hamburger. But no, seriously, I I think the bottom line is is that I'd like to see. Okay, what does Stephen Vote want? Like when he views this team, is it going to be the youngest team in the game for the third straight year? Or are we going to go get some players to help this offense out? And you know, certainly Manzardo's had a great Arizona Fall League. He's going to yes. be playing and should be playing right away. Splitting time at first in DH with Josh Naylor. That's a bat that they need to add and need to bring up now and play now. None of this, well, Kyle's going to start in Columbus. Bullshit. Nope. He's starting here, you know? Well, hey, you know what? I'm with you. I am with you 100%. And I know the other thing was, that was Tito's thing. April and, you know, Tito used to always say, oh, April in Cleveland, you know, that was his thing. Maybe that's going to change. To me, Manzardo is a lock to be on this roster from day one. You need that bat. And he's the guy that you went out and got, if he's not in that opening day lineup, I'd be, I'd be really, really shocked or he'll either be injured or have an awful, awful spring. I don't see it. I just don't see it. He's got to be in that lineup. 
Yeah. And like I said, everybody is, is really saying nice things about Stephen Vogt. And he, he played for a lot of very good organizations that went and got him as a veteran. The Atlanta Braves thought highly enough of him at like 37 to give him a one-year deal. The Brewers, the Giants, the D-backs, teams that were winning all wanted this guy as part of their clubhouse culture. And let's be completely honest, and I can't believe I'm saying this on a Stephen Vogt emergency podcast today, but the Guardians missed Austin Hedges last year in a big way. With 100%. Leadership. Behind the plate, look, he wouldn't have played a ton because Bo Naylor's coming on, but just that presence in the clubhouse and the dugout. And you had a manager last year that, quite honestly, I'm not saying Tito phoned it in, but he was retiring in the middle of the summer. Everybody knew it. So was the fire lit as much? Now you're going to get a different voice. And again, I commend the front office. They interviewed a lot of candidates. Uh, there were a lot of people that wanted the job. And they didn't just hand it to Sarbaugh. They didn't just hand it to Sandy. They didn't just hand it to DeMarlo Ale they're probably going to clean out the coaching staff and I'm okay with that. You know what? Uh, I right. I would imagine Parcells yeah. said it years ago when you're around somewhere too long, you wear out. You're welcome. Sometimes a new voice is needed and there definitely is a new voice needed. I'm going to give Steven vote benefit of the doubt. He's extremely well-liked and good. I'm a little worried. He's never done this before. So I'm hoping that there's a bench coach next to him that can really be that, that Brad Mills type that Tito had. Um, and, uh, and hopefully the guardians pony up to get him to get him some coaches and spend some money on that end, as well as with the. I'm Bruce Martin, host of pit pass Indy. Each week I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Players, I think you bring up a great point. For a first-time manager, you got to have like an ex-manager or like a baseball lifer bench coach next to you. Yeah. Uh, making those decisions. And I got to believe he has someone in mind for that position who he's been, you know, close with, or maybe one of his, you know, former mentors, someone like that to come and sit on, on the bench next to him. Long I think that's not Brad Ausmus, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want Phil, It's like the Phil Martelli for Juwan Howard. It, it's, it's, it's a great analogy. The, it's a great analogy. Piece. Scratch the EPs back some more, but that's true. Yeah, but no, no, that's a that's, that's right a great move. analogy. That's the it right is. Move. But I think I agree with you. Also, the only it sounds to me. I mean, they announced last week that the greatest third base coach in Cleveland baseball history, send him in Sarby, will no longer be with the franchise after twenty years, which is which sucks because I love Sarbaugh. I think he was awesome at his job. Um, he's not going to be back. Uh, Rigo Beltran, who was the bullpen coach, will not be back. It wouldn't shock me if uh, Chris Valleca wasn't back. And you know, Carl Willis is probably going to retire and was probably hanging out with, you know, because Tito's his, his guy. You know, I mean, what does Carl Willis need to continue to do this for? So um, we'll see. It, listen, there. My my only concern is 
the pitching staff and the pitching factory. And I'm going to guess that the way this franchise is, part of it is going to be Antonetti, Chernoff, and the rest of the front office saying, okay, we want you to pick a staff and we're we're good and whatever. But from the pitching side, we've got this thing on lock and we'd like to keep it the way it is. So we're going to have you interview some of our, you know, internal guys and see, I mean, who knows, you know, there's a, there's a uh, managerial change in San Diego too. Maybe uncle they're, Ruben they're, can come they're back. A joke. They're a joke. No, but maybe, maybe Niebla can come back and be the pitching coach. Who knows? Bring uncle Ruben back. Oh, I'd love yeah. That. Why not? I'd love that. That's a great call. Great. Chris Bassett just wrote of the Blue Jays. My heart is full. Couldn't be happier for the vote family. Couldn't be happier for Cleveland. He's going to be incredible for the city and organization. Look, if he can there you go. if Steven Vogt can help recruit some players too that he maybe played with, let's go. I'm down. Mark me down. I'm like Tony <laughs> yeah. from Seinfeld. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Did you get you some know. salmon salad for lunch? Because I know you don't like tuna. <laughs> no, but but yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Are you down? Um, right. I, I again, I think that's another great point you bring up. Maybe he can recruit some of his ex teammates that are good. Um, I just, I'm, I, I like a young new voice in there. Um, I just, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of this hire. When it came down to, you know, some of these other guys like the third base coach for the Dodgers, Clayton McCullough, or Carlos Mendoza from the Yankees, who was a bench coach. That wasn't, you know, maybe it's because these guys are, you know, no-name coaches and other franchises that I don't know. I know Mendoza, very well-respected. I'm I'm cutting you off. Ken Rosenthal reporting, Craig Council will manage next season, but not the Brewers or Mets. He is heading to a team with an existing manager. Mets hiring hiring Carlos Mendoza, per Joel (laughs) Sherman and John Heyman. Wow. This is bizarre. Greg Council's not going to manage either because he's going to manage another team that has, has a manager right has now. A manager? Yeah. Wow. I wonder who that would be. I know. Huh. That's crazy. Someone's well, that's in the bag. So Mendoza's going to the Mets. Yeah. Okay. Well, so all the dominoes are starting to fall. This this kind of makes more sense. Uh, I like that the Mendoza was in with us too. I, I think we did a good job. I, I give the yeah. front office credit. They interviewed all these good candidates. I had no issue with how they did it. I wanted them to go get Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash probably asked for way too much money and wasn't going to leave Florida. And, you know, come on. There's no, there's not no pressure down there. I got to believe that was the first call they made to gauge his interest because Tito even said something to that effect, you know? So, um, yeah, but they did do a good job. And you know what else I liked? And and I know some people really don't like this about our franchise, but in certain instances like this, I like it. They go about their business. They don't say anything. Things don't get leaked. I mean, how many times have we made a trade? Is this a franchise made a trade out of the blue? You did not know was coming and there was no leaking on it. It was, you know, like you go up to the trade deadline. It's like, we're talking about this player. We're talking about this player. And it's not like we've been rumored to being after this guy for, for a month. It's always someone you've never heard of out of nowhere gets traded. You know, like w- was trading Aaron Savali for Kyle Manzardo on anyone's radar until it happened. I think it was the last day right. of the trade deadline when all of a sudden it was like, well, now now they're talking about Aaron Savali. 
So I don't know. That's just my opinion. Wow, well, uh, this is a little crazy. But hey. I think the I think the Guardians also looked up and said, "All right, um, we better act fast with vote because now the Brewers apparently have a, <laughs> aren't getting council back. So council not going to the Brewers and Mets mean that you know." I think that they figured we better we better get this guy signed. And obviously if there was and give Paul Hoynes credit. He was the one that broke the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, rarely a local guy breaking stuff. Usually it's the usual suspects. So uh that was that's uh that was a good play and a good job by the uh Cleveland.com's own Paul Hoynes. But we'll see. Right. Again, the bottom line is you can be the greatest manager, the best some of the best managers ever were, were, were managers that have players. Bruce Bochy went back to the Rangers, not because he wanted to manage some young guys. What did the Rangers do? They went out and bought. They spent money. The Rangers got Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Jacob deGrom for like a fortune. They 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 bought on Max Scherzer. Now it didn't really play out. And yes, they developed enough, enough guys, but but on the other know. side of it, look yeah, at the Steve Mets. Look at what out. the Mets bought. How did that work out? Well right. I know, but the Rangers did it right. They got younger they they went out and got young guys. Simeon and they spent on Seeger and Simeon, who were in the primes of their career. The yeah. Mets traded for the redacted one who wants to, you know, change his hair color every five minutes, and Verlander and Scherzer are both who are both cooked. I did enjoy the uh, the redacted one's uh, commercials a lot during the uh, sure. World Series. Did he win a Gold Glove? I didn't see. I think today is when the National League's announced. Yesterday oh, was the American okay. League. I thought he did. I don't. But props to Stephen Kwan and Andres Jimenez for well back to back gold glove seasons. Well deserved. At least they at least they were great with the glove. Now if they can turn the bats back on, that'll be even better next year. Congrats to Miles Strawn winning his silver slugger as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a few of these in. Come on. What's going on at Rise and Grind? Give us a quick yeah. plug. We gotta get out of here. I gotta I got a one thirty here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, real quick, risinggrind.com. I like Come the hat you're wearing. Yeah. Oh, you can see me now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just not looking at you because your camera's off. But yes, come get some of that merch. We got some cool merch going on. Risinggrind.com. Also, all the classes that you want. East side, corner of Chagrin and Brainerd, above uh, the Bank of America there. Boot camp, bike boot camp, yoga, bar. Uh, interval training, you name it, we got it. Come check us out. By the way, you ready for this? Yep. Craig Council, Cubs. Oh, oh, that's that, nauseating. That's unbelievable. Who, who is their manager that they just fired? David Ross is getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. David Ross being replaced by Craig Council is the most nauseating thing that's of a, all that's time. Like a, that's, Those like are a, that's, a, that's a Kevin Bacon game for Cleveland. It's a kick in the balls is what that is. Wow. The guy who scored the winning run in 97 and the guy who homered in game seven off Andrew Miller in the same sentence. That's vomitous. Ugh. Ugh. That's great. Ken Rosenthal all over it. Wow. Well, it just gives me more reason to hate the Cubs now. Not that I needed more reason to hate that. Staying in the division, man. They are going to boo the if I'm the one, that's that's a big rivalry, Brewers Cubs. It's like like down the street. Every and well, he probably doesn't have to move. That's probably why he, uh, you know, it's fine. He can stay. He can keep his home. He'll probably you know have an apartment in the city and then go up to his. You know, it's an hour. It's an hour and a half drive. Not hour drive. That's awesome. Lord, 
Man, a little hot stove action today. Because all those people watch the World Series, you know, all two. You were watching. I did. Yeah. All right, that'll uh, that'll do it for the uh, emergency mini edition of the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Stephen Vote is here. I guess we'll get our We Believe in Stephen Vote shirts very soon. Vote. Can I just say one one quick thing before we go? Yeah. When Stephen Vote hit that home run in his last at bat, do you know who the guy who gave him the big hug waiting for him at home plate was? Ernie Clement. Ernie Clement, baby. <laughs> I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was cool. He and then the kids introducing him and him homework. That was that was sweet. And he's kind of an A's legend. You know. And Ernie just tweeted out best hire ever. <laughs> he did, I swear. That's awesome. Bring Ernie back. You never know. We only have 17 Ernie's on our team. Let's just say just what we need, another utility man. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Todd, anything else? Nope. I'm all good. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at Jer Jam next weekend. There we go. Oh, yeah. And uh, good luck to Red Autry and the uh, Syracuse Orange tonight as they uh, open up their season. College basketball season starts tonight. Woo! Can't wait. Out of, out of room and out of here. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.